0: So open, if you have not already, to Luke chapter 2. What I want to do is what I like to do is just I want to read a little bit and talk a little bit. And then we'll read a little bit more and we'll explain some things. And we'll we'll make some observations from the text. Because at the end of the day, uh, it's not my words that are going to be transforming. It's God's word that is the one that will uh, transform you and uh, your life. Because God knows we need it. Um, Hey, as a side note, anybody in here? This is, this is for extra credit. Anybody in here, can, can you tell me what hallelujah means? Anybody? Praise the Lord. How did I. I knew that you knew that, Miss Stephanie. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, what, what, why do I ask that? Well, we sang that song, the, the hallelujah there with, uh, what was that Cloverton? Which I, I love that song. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if that band is a Christian band. That's what gay boys ask me. Are they Christians? I don't know. They sing a really good song, though. But in that song, they're singing about praising the Lord. And as I was listening to that, and I'm thinking about what we're going to talk about today, we're gonna to, we're gonna hear about an event that happened where the skies split open, and there was this army of the Lord praising Him with song, with proclamation, praise the Lord. So with that, I think that we need to just kind of settle in for a second. Ask yourself, when you, when you sing the song, when you sing it, praise the Lord, are, are you really doing that? What the, don't answer that out loud. <laughs> now he hides behind the wall. Luke chapter 2, everybody there? Alright, let's do this. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over the flock by night. What, what, what region are we in right now? What region are we talking about? Judea, Bethlehem area, right? Why are we in Bethlehem? Anybody tell me? The census, right. That's where Jesus was to be born. But because of this census, we read a little bit further, or a little bit prior to this, that, that uh, Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem. So this region they're talking about is um, it, it is a, a a a a place that's a little bit it's outside of Jerusalem, not far from Jerusalem, still in the Judean countryside. So when it talks about being um, in the same region, they're in the same uh, within a, 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 a throw of uh, Bethlehem here. And it says that they were out on the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Flock of what? Seagulls? No? Sheep, right? How many of you had flashback? <laughs> All right. So, no, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, and I want to... I, I hope you have the, the same um, uh, interaction and amazement that my son had when we were talking about this. Um, he was so glued in to my, the, the, the story... But just think about this. It says that they were keeping watch out in the field. They're out in the field. They're keeping watch over their flock. It was nighttime. What do sheep do at nighttime? They bed down. They sleep. So so think about this. There, were, there weren't street lamps. There weren't uh, um, uh, the, uh, flashlights or whatever. Maybe they had a, a fire that w- was burning. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, maybe they had a candle. Maybe they had a lantern, something. But nonetheless, it was, they are out in this darkness. It's pitch dark. Probably quiet. Maybe they can hear the crickets. I, I, I don't know. But it says here, that while this was going on, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. Now, I, I, I read this kind of monotone because think about this. You, you, you're out in, in the countryside. Say you're out in the woods. I know we have some hunters in here. You're out in the woods. It's pitch black. All of a sudden, as you're sitting around, maybe it's a fire, I don't know, but you're sitting around, you're talking about what's going on, what happened in the day, maybe you're picking up on your game of Yahtzee, and you make this roll, and all of a sudden, woo, this great light comes about. At first, you think it's just Jedediah that's lit himself on fire and he's running around, but Gabe didn't laugh either. Um, there's a reason for that, but that's right. But, but at first, you're like, what, what, what is going on? It, but, but you go st- from, from this darkness to all of a sudden, it's light. And this angel appears. And, and what is the, the response of the shepherds when the angel appeared? Duh. I know we have some manly men in here, but um, who would not be afraid if an angel appeared to you out of nothing? Anybody? Okay, good. At least we're, we're not lying this morning. It's, it, it's a start. But look what the angel says to them. Verse 10, And the angel said to them, Fear not. And their response at this point was too late. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. As if the angel appearing to them alone was not enough of a sign. I think that we, when we look at this, we can see that we have a tendency to, to need a little bit of extra encouragement. Even if, if this angel is face to face with you. Well, yeah, I don't know if you're really real. Let me, let me, let me touch you. Let me, let me well, you got you to gotta prove it to me. I know that no one in here has that mentality. Because no one in here has had God say something to you like, "This is what I want you to do," and you're like, "Eh, "I'm not too sure." Anybody? Anybody? Thank you. I think the honesty just went level went down a little bit. It's the uh, what's that on Santa Claus? The uh, the joy meter. Where, you know, how the the Christmas joy is is just dropping and dropping. I think sometimes our honesty drops and drops and drops. But what, what we need to do is just kind of be honest. Because if we're not honest with ourselves here, you're not going to be honest with yourselves out there. I'm not. I'm not using that as a you know a crutch against you. I, I think though that um, one of the things that, that we have a tendency to do this time of year is we, we talk about and we sing about the, our, our Savior's birth and we, we talk, that we say things like yeah I'm a Christian and I, I believe this that but the reality is you know your life, my life sometimes just doesn't reflect that. Now, And I, the last thing I want, because I've said this many times, is uh, the last thing I want is you to be walking around not pleasing God. Because I fully believe that we have a, a, a congregation of people, a collective people here that at the end of the day, you want to please God. How we please God, though, is listening to what He says, and believing what He says, and doing what He says. Now here we, we see that this angel, when it appeared to them, he said, fear not. And like I said, they were already afraid. But he says this. He says, I bring you good news of great joy. it will be for all the people. And when he explains to, you, to them that a, that a Savior is born, I, I don't know the looks on the faces of um, the, uh, the, the, the shepherds here, but I can, I can kind of picture it. Have you ever had that something that, that was told you that you were just kind of, uh, what's that word, flabbergasted? Kind of like astonished? And you had that, like, what do they call that, the deer in the headlight look? And you're like, is this real? I, I, I don't know. I, I think that, that as they're, they're standing there, they're listening to this, they're, they're seeing this angel, and, and this angel says, I'm going to give you a sign, there's going to be a baby, it's going to be wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. That's going to be the sign that when, when, when you go, when you get your mouth up off the ground and you wipe the slobber or whatever away, or you change your diaper or whatever you wear, when that happens, you're going to find that there's going to be a baby. And this baby is not any ordinary baby. This baby is the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And again, if that was not enough, it says a, a, a heavenly host, a multitude of heavenly hosts appeared. And look what, a, what the heavenly host says. So, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. Now understand, when they're talking about heavenly hosts, um, that same word for host is used for the army of God. So, so I, I, and, and the reason I say that is because... We have a tendency to, to think of like the, uh, the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir when we think of these heavenly hosts and they're like, oh, which is great. Anybody ever listen to or see the, the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir? If you haven't, it's worth, they're, they're worth seeing. Great, great group. But, anyways, we see that we think of these angels that appear, these heavenly hosts that appear, and they're just like, they're all in robes and they're all peaceful. But the reality is, These are the warriors of God. These are are, are God's warriors. These are God's messengers. These are the ones, if you're familiar with the Old Testament, and Elisha was trying to get his servant to to understand how powerful God is, and he prays that God would open his servant's eyes. These are the the, the same... angels, the same heavenly hosts that surrounded the mountains awaiting battle. So so think about this. When when, when the the, the heavenly hosts appear here, this is the the angels, the, 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 the armament, those who are ready to do battle for God. And what are they saying? They say this, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom He is pleased. I have a, in my mind, I, I can think of not only just them saying this, they're, they're probably singing a, as well, because the Bible tells us that, 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 that there's constant singing that's going on in heaven. Even though you all don't want to sing Acapulco next week, I'm not going to hold that against you. I think Kurt and I will just do it by ourselves in rebellion. Um <laughs> I got friends in low places. Hey, Garth Brooks is still coming out after the the first of the year. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. So when he's saying, when when they, they appear, they praise God for what? For the birth of Jesus. I I love this, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this in a second. But they're saying, glory to God on the highest. It goes on here to say in verse 15, when the angels went away from them into heaven, because that's where angels live, that's where angels reside um, in in the future here. Next year, we're going to do a series on um, the supernatural, and we're going to talk about angels, and we're going to talk about demons, and we're going to talk about um, all of that kind of stuff. And we need to understand that the angels um, are real. Um, angels are God's messengers, but they reside in heaven. Why? Because the Bible tells us, and we'll go further in the future. I, I look for that to be an increase in, in our attendance when we start talking about demons and angels. and We'll even throw ghosts in there. Um, and any of the, those supernatural... Uh, we'll, you know what? I'm, as I'm thinking about it, we'll throw some zombies in there as well. Everybody loves a good zombie. I don't, but I'll, I'll preach against it. I'll be polemic. And so. Anywho, when the angels went back where they came from, went into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, uh, do you think we should go do this? No, they said, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. So, so here's, here's where I wanted to go. I, I, I want us to see that, that after the, the angels went back to where they came from, after God's messengers went back, after the army of God um, did an about-face and went back into the heavenlies, after that happened, the, the, uh, the shepherds said, okay, uh, I, I think we really need to go check this out. Uh, I, I'm 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 sure that, that we can uh, kind of understand that, that this is pretty important for them. Anybody, uh, if you have any understanding of how uh, the, the shepherds' lives were at this time, I think this this brings into um, helps uh, helps us realize what's going on here. A, a shepherd's job was not something that was desirable. A shepherd's job was usually given to either, either the smallest, uh, weakest uh, kid in the family. The one that wouldn't really amount to any, anything by our human standards. The one that you just, oh, what are we going to do with David? Well, let's just throw him off into, you know, tending the, 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 the sheep and everything. Everybody got that, right? David was a shepherd. But it wasn't a desirable position. It even came to the point where outcasts were, were given the, the, the job, the role, the duty of shepherding sheep. They were, they were put out because they, they didn't, people didn't want them inside the town. They didn't want them to be around them. They said, okay, you need to go. Go take your smelly animals and get, out, get away from us. But it says here that the, the, the angel appears to the shepherd. I think it was last year that we talked about how The shepherds were the most unlikely of messengers for God's good news, for the birth of the Messiah. Well, as we see here, these shepherds, the the, the outcasts from society, the ones that were despondent from other people, they said, okay, you know what? We've got to go see this for ourselves. There was a reason that God sent His angel, sent His army here to tell us this. So it says that they went. And when they went, they found exactly what they were told they were going to find. Which, everybody's in here like, okay, what's the big deal? No big deal, I guess. But when they started telling the story about how it happened, it says that all who heard wondered at what they said. This wonder wasn't, they were like wondering like, is this real or is this not real? That wonder is the same where we get our our, our, our our word enthusiasm. They were amazed at this. They were like, We'll use the word "wowed" at what what was going on. So as I was reading through this, I wanted to take an, an approach today of like, what what was it? What was the what was it that, that the shepherds said that made all the people around? Because understand that it wasn't just Mary and Joseph. They were probably uh, Mary's handmaids. Her her family might have uh, been there. Some of Joseph's family might have been around. It was more than just Mary and Joseph and the baby. These people that were around there, they they, they heard what what the shepherds said, and they're like, hmm, wow, that's interesting. So what was it? Was it the, the fact that they were shepherds themselves? I don't know, maybe. What we understand is God showed up to the shepherds in the field, the outcasts. He didn't show up to a priest. He didn't show up to a scribe. He didn't show up to a Pharisee. He didn't show up to some religious people. No, he showed up to people that were out in the field all by themselves. The ones that, that people have forgotten about. The ones that, that, that well, we would, we would say would be the most unlikely for God to reveal Himself to. Was it because it was them? Because it was shepherds themselves that were saying this? I don't. I don't think so. I think that they were kind of, you know, a little bit put back. The people were kind of put back by maybe the smell of the shepherds or something. But as far as them communicating the message, they can read back through the Old Testament and see that God uses unlikely people. Well, we, the next thing is: is was the wonderment from the angel appearing, and everything? Well, was it a significant a significant event? absolutely it was a significant event but it was nothing new to this 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 group of people the angel already appeared to mary and said what was going to happen the angel appeared to joseph and told him hey it's all right this is of god we know that the angel appeared to to zechariah as well and maybe even to elizabeth i don't know but we know that the appearing of angels was something that God did. I don't want to say frequently, but He did, nonetheless, to these people. So, I, as I'm saying, I don't, I don't think it's the angel even appearing. Although I think it would have been funny to be like one of the sheep at that time when it happened and seeing the sheer terror that's on the shepherd's face. Right? It wasn't. It wasn't that. Was it the singing? I don't know. Like I said, you, the uh, great singing is always good, but I don't think it was the amazement of the singing. What about the sign? What about the details of the sign? It said that you will go, you'll find a baby that's, that's uh, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And when they came, they found exactly what was told them by the angel. Was it the, 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 the details in, in, that were given by the angel that amazed the, the people? <laughs> Personally, I don't think so. I don't even think it was the fulfillment of prophecy that was the amazement of these people. Here's what I think the amazement of these people truly was. If you look back to verse 10. In verse 10 it says what, what the angel said to them. It wasn't the fear not. It was that next part. I bring you good news of great joy. And here's the deal, I don't even think it was the good news, although it is great news. The good news in which the angel brought is what we, when we talk about the gospel, when we talk about the gospel, that is the same word, good news. So the gospel is the good news of God's redemptive plan for sinful humanity. So what we have here is when the angel said, it says, the good news is here. The good news that that was told throughout your history is here now. And this good news produces great joy. But I don't even believe it was in the good news and the great joy that wandered all these people. I think it was in the next statement. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. I, I, I believe a, a, as, as the, the um, shepherds are standing around, and and well, I got a little here we go. The, the, they're st- standing around the, the, the cradle and they're, they're telling about this angel, and, the, and all of a sudden I thought he was on fire, but he wasn't. And it's whew, all around us, and they're like swords and angels, all this. But oh, he says it's good news for all people. When he said, when the, when the shepherd said that it was for all the people, I, I, I envision. This is total speculation on my part. Or on my part, but I envision that this. This like, what? what? No, it ain't for all people. It's just for us Jewish people. It's just for God's select few people. It can't be for. Can't be for, for everyone. As the shepherd's message went out to these people, to those around the cradle, those who were hearing this, they heard that God's salvation, the Savior of the world, came for the world. Not just a select group of people. I believe that that's where the amazement happens. That's where the wonderment happens. Why do I say that? Because... It says right after that, look, look where it says in, in verse 20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. I think there was a moment there that when the angel before that the angel appeared to them and said this is all going to take place and the good news is going to be uh, you know good news of great joy for all people and they're like oh great let's go but when they went and they they regurgitated or they 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 told those same words to the, the the crowd that was standing around that cradle there they heard their own words and they heard that that good news was of great joy was for all people, including themselves, including those who have been thrown out in the field and and, and had, 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 maybe they made a mistake or they didn't live up to the standard of everybody else and they were the outcasts. But there was that moment they said, wait a second, I'm included in that all. And if I'm included in that all, what do I not have to be glorifying and praising god about what 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 would i be doing if 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 i if i really truly believed that this savior the one this angel just just went and and appeared and told me all this stuff well how else would i respond if i didn't see with my own eyes and understand not only with my head but with my heart that this is for me this is the, that, that element. Remember early on in uh, this, this series, this Advent season, we talked about like this should be, um, uh, the season should help us prepare for not only the, the, the first coming of the Lord, but should prepare us for the second coming of the Lord. And how we can prepare for the second coming uh, of the Lord is understanding that the first coming was for us just as well. And the second coming is going to be for us. And we see here that when the good news is proclaimed, it's not for a select group of people. I think that as we look at this, I wrote this down, and I'll read it so I don't mess it up. In reference to the good news, and I even put it in here in reference to God's love. You don't get to select who should get or should receive God's love or His good news. You don't get to. We don't get to make that choice. Now, with that, some will say, "Well, wait a second, we're told uh, that we need to share the Gospel. Absolutely. We're, We're told that we need to share both God's love and God's good news. But we cannot get into this mindset, well, yeah, but you don't know Ralph over here. I, I, I can't share that with him. Or you don't know Susie over here. She, she doesn't want anything to, to do with God. I ain't going to share the good news with, with her. I might share a little bit of love with her, but what happens in, in those, those instances? We take what, what, what the angel told the, the, the shepherds and what the shepherds told the, 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 the crowd there, and we negate it. Because then we say, well, it's not for all people. It's just for a certain select few people that I determine. And, and I'll raise my hand along with every single one of you in here. Y'all are bad judges. We are bad judges when it comes to who gets to or should receive God's love and God's good news. That's why we're, we're to give it frequently and often and to whoever we come in contact with. Yeah, but you don't know so-and-so at work. I don't. You're right. And if they really knew you, they probably wouldn't want to be around you either. When we become the judge of who receives the good news and who receives God's love, we take this Christmas story, and forgive my language, but it is, we bastardize it. We take something that is, that is good and is holy and is for all people, and we say only a few people can, can listen to this, or only a few people can receive this. Now, don't hear me say, because you know that I, am not, I, I do not hold this view, I, I am not saying that everybody's going to heaven. No, I'm not saying that. I believe that God loves everyone. He loves those who love Him, but He loves those who don't love Him as well. And those same people that don't love Him doesn't mean that we don't need to share His good news with them. As we're thinking about this, and I I, I want this to be more of 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 a joyfully received message instead of like, man, I've just been doing a crappy job of of all of God, you know, sharing God's love and, and His good news. Don't, don't look at what you haven't been doing. Look at the opportunities that God is going to give you from this day forward. Understand that the reason that you can, you can love someone who doesn't deserve being loved, because not because it's in you to love them, but it's because God loves them. And if you love what God loves, you're going to love some people that you're just like, I don't understand why. I don't get it. But when we sit in that seat of judgment, we're saying, God, yeah, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. What, is, what are we saying essentially? We're, well, God, move over. I, I got this under control. It doesn't work that way. God loves us enough to say no. You know what? He 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 loved uh, the the um, the shepherds enough to 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 show them not only with their eyes, but he. And I hate to, to, to say it this way, but they he, they did a little bit of Missouri with them. He, the, the show me state. They he showed them through. Hey, this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna see this, and they, what happened is exactly what they said. But it was because that, that, that or, or it was so that they could communicate this message that the good news is for all people. It's all people. Even the outcasts, which I, I, I look at the outcasts, I'm like, well, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, right? Hallelujah that you showed up to the shepherds. Because that was me. And if we're going to talk about all people, I I just jotted a few things down here. For all people means, yes, it means the Jewish people, the religious and the non-religious people. It it, it means the good people and the bad people. It means the righteous people, the unrighteous people, and the self-righteous people. The Gentiles, which we fall into that category. So, So think about this. It's the sinners. It's the outcasts. It's you and I also... If you look on this in, in, in more of a contextual, like what was going on at this time, it was for the Romans as well, the oppressors. I just read an article about. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that, that um, persecution in, in uh, China is just like on a it's on a high right now. And I read this letter that was written by a pastor um, forty eight hours before. He was, uh, he was arrested. And the reason he was arrested is because he was a Christian and he was pastoring a church. Him and his whole congregation got arrested. And he said in this letter, he explains that I'm not going to violently attack a, a government in which God has put in place, but maybe through my suffering Maybe through the the evil in which they're doing to me, I can live a life that is displaying his love to my captors. And he wrote this letter 48 hours before he was captured. And he says, In the event of my capture, you know, let this out. And he's essentially he's praying for those who are persecuting him. He's showing God's love to those who are showing Him evil. He's sharing God's good news to those who want to squelch the good news. We don't have that problem in our country to that extent. But we act like we live in that same kind of, same kind of society. Like, well, I, can't, I can't act like I'm a Christian because someone's going to think you're, that I'm weird. I'm told all the time I'm weird and I'm okay with that. I was told this morning that I'm weird and I love it. I love it when people tell me that. I got some cuckoo going on. Yes, absolutely. I get it from my dad. <laughs> I get it from my father. Is who I get it from. Because I understand and, and, and I think that as we, we, we look at this and, and we really grasp this, the, 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 the magnitude of the message. That the good news is for all people. When we, when we grasp that, 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 that God's good news is for all people, that's where the great joy comes in. I've said it in the past we have too many cranky Christians. Well, I think the reason we have cranky Christians is because you're not grasping the, the the magnitude of the good news. The good news is I am not going to have to live separated from God for eternity. He has provided the way to pay the penalty of my sins because He knows that I can't do it on my own. He provided the way. And He not only provided the way for me, He provided the way for my sinful wife too. And my, my sinful sister. Keep giggling, I'll, keep, I'll point everybody out. He provided the way for us all because we're part of the all people. When, when we start to... to, to rest in the all people and the good news, the great joy happens. Because joy is not dependent upon the happenings of this life. Joy is dependent upon the promise of which God has given us. And we learned just two weeks ago that God is the only one to keep all of His promises. So as we, we... think about this more and as we read this story from this time out and, and you you think about the wonderment let that man it was all people god came in human flesh for all people and if god came for all people maybe i better be nice to so-and-so or maybe i should do something a little bit different to you know dude do down the street or whatever put it into your own context Just. Don't get into the dangerous position where you're the judge of who, who gets to receive God's love and God's good news. Let's pray. God, I, I, I pray that as we've you know, kind of looked at this from a little bit of a, of a different angle than, than normal, um, that uh, we, we can see that you didn't just come for those who are sitting here in this room, you—you've come to be the savior for all the world, but we know that not all the world has received you. God, in a season like this, uh, my prayer is that we can—we um, can learn better how to—to to love one another. We—we we can learn how to show your love, but it doesn't stop there. But we can learn how to share your good news and, and, and that I hope that the fear the same fear that the the shepherds have when the angels appeared that's some of the same debilitating fear that some people are having like right now like I I, I can't I can't talk to people about 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 God I, I just don't know what to say God my, my prayer is that that, that Maybe, I'm not asking for you to make everybody theologians and Bible scholars and you know, uh, Billy Graham evangelists, but, but give them just the words when they need it, when they need it. Give them a desire to, to, to learn more about you and then act upon what it is that you're teaching them. God, if we lived in a world that loved you more, this place would be different. So, God, let us not just focus on the negatives and the things we haven't done thus far. Let's look at, at the opportunities that you give us. Even in the, in the, in the week and a half to, to come when we're with uh, more family, let, let us be bold in those opportunities. Let, let us be able to, 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 to be like the shepherds and just share that in which we were, we were told. Because you've told us about your goodness. God, I thank you. I thank You for the, the opportunity to, to open Your Word and to, you know, to dive into to things like this where it, it's not as fun and we didn't, maybe we didn't laugh as much today. But God, there's, there, there, there's a weight in which we need to, to, to let sink into our, our, our souls that's going to sustain us for a long time. And that's Your truth. And God, we thank You for that. Father, as we go from here in the next few minutes... Uh, we ask that we can just uh, we can be begin for some, maybe maybe continue or be reignited. Of I just I really want to please you. I want to I want to live for you, and I want to I just want to be different. I'm tired of, of of the way in which I feel. I'm tired of the way in which I act. I'm tired of just being me. I want to be Christ in me. So we can say like Paul says, no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Father, again, um, we love you. We thank you for uh, your gift of your son. (laughs) It's like Bobby said this morning, Mary wrapped the first Christmas present. We thank you for that Christmas present. And God, we ask that many more open that present. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.